podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Thanks for choosing this free Anfield Index podcast. If you'd prefer to listen to this or any of our other shows without adverts, then now's the time to check out Anfield Index Pro. With AI Pro, you can supercharge your entire listening experience. You'll not only get all of our podcasts without the ads, but you'll have them far faster with our quick publish feature available exclusively for subscribers. AI Pro also puts you in the heart of our sound studio with an option to listen to many of our shows live and interact with the podcasters in real time as the shows are recording. Upgrading couldn't be easier. AI Pro is available on all popular podcast platforms and we have our own apps for Apple and Android. Just head on over to AnfieldIndexPro.com and get started today. Hello and welcome to the Anfield Index podcast. What episode number is it, Lisa Marie? I believe it is 356. Thank you very much. And we've ruined the whole illusion there. That was actually Lisa Marie and not a computer, in case you're wondering. Uh, episode 356, I am podcasting to you from my field here in beautiful and bloody chilly rural Ireland in March, where things are starting to brighten up a bit and you feel like it might be a metaphor for the Liverpool season. We shall see, but we have several things to talk about and I look forward to having a nice natter with my guests this evening. I say guests, they're not guests, we're all the same. Uh, they're not in my house, but we do have a chat to have and we have a couple of really good topics and for those chats I am joined by Lisa Marie Hanahan and by Cam Branch. And I'm looking forward to this one. And I have a spe spectacular opening number for you based on some rather sad news, I have to say, that was breaking today. At first, I refused to believe it, like, you know, the stages of uh, grief, basically. Um, and uh, now I think I'm almost in the acceptance stage. I, I have been through rage and denial. Um, you moved so, pretty quickly through all that. I, 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 listen, I, I'm an advanced being, Lisa Marie. And as a result, uh, I, I am now at the acceptance stage. But I, I have a tear in my eye because I speak, of course, about the news today that we were, uh, I was going to say treated to, that we we found out via Florian Petten, Plettenberg, who sometimes has stuff and sometimes doesn't. And then it was all over Sky, so we can only imagine that there's – it would be a little bit embarrassing at this stage if it wasn't true that Bobby Firmino is uh, on his way out at the end of this season. And I did not, I was not ready for how hard that hit me uh, right in the chops because I've explained uh, to people that um, Sadio and Bobby have been my favourite Reds um, for 30 years. Uh, and that's, that's quite a statement. And I look forward to having a chat about Bobby uh, with both of you and saying hello to both of you. But before we do, let's get in the mood with friends of Anfield Index Pro, the Ragamuffins, and a tune that I think we'll all be familiar with. Oh, the best of the players, baby, Bobby Firmino. 
I could go on all night. I'm bopping away here in the background. Um, it's just as well we don't have the cameras on. I was doing some embarrassing chair dancing there. Um, <laughs> Want to say hello to both of you a little bit of an elongated intro, but I think you'll understand where I was going with it, Lisa Marie Hannah. And it is a lovely, lovely thing to listen to that music and think all the memories and think all the thoughts of Bob. Uh, how are you, first of all? And how are you taking the news, second of all? <laughs> Well, I am a little bit crazy right now because as soon as we are done with this podcast, I am hitting the road with the daughter for dance competition that is up in Indianapolis, Indiana, which is about four and a half hour drive from here. And so I will now have the Bobby Firmino song stuck in my head for the whole drive. So, good. you know, that good, could be good. good, good. Um, <laughs> Share it with Junior. Get her, get, get her singing along. Uh, yeah, okay. Um, he's covered <laughs> that she's 13, and I'll just leave it there. Hey, um, it's, it's catchy. It'll work. Trust it me. It is catchy. It is I, very catchy. I, I, and, I, consider, it, consider it a better parenting tip than, than O'Donoghue ever gave you. I guarantee you this is going to be a wonderful bonding moment. I may be wrong. <laughs> possibly um so yeah and we're going to be dodging thunderstorms and hailstorms and possible tornado warnings on our way up so it, wow. it could be an eventful ride i think i've timed it though to where by the time we leave the worst of the weather should be through here and it is kind of moving in sort of the direction we're traveling but i should be able to kind of like be behind it for the drive is is the hope and the prayer so um right now the sun is out here but it is windy as all get out so if you can hear the window rattling in my office in the background i apologize because it is freakishly windy right now and as to your feelings as to my feelings you know i mean i am sad you know because bobby's been great you know i think i came to an appreciation of him a little bit later than some just because he was fully kind of established in that Bobby Firmino role by the time I was had been watching Liverpool long enough to kind of understand what we were doing. So it was, you know, and I'd been hearing kind of all along, you know, oh, Bobby Firmino, this is amazing what he could do. So, so yes, but I mean, he is, he's, he's just, he's amazing, but you know, I'm glad to see, I think we talked about this several months ago, I think on this podcast, it may have, it may have been on another podcast I was on, but talking about how I wanted to see him leave in a good place. I, you know, I didn't want to see him like his form falling off and, and that by the time he did leave, people were kind of frustrated with him. So that is one thing is, is I think he's, he's leaving at the, at the right time, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he's leaving on the, you know, with with everyone, with all these positive Bobby memories. And and I think that's, you know, I think that's a very good thing. I think that's a really good point. Um, And I'll bring you in on this, Cam, and say hello to you, first of all, and also then ask you how you're feeling about Bob. In the wake of what Lisa Marie's saying there, because it's an interesting point that um, 
you know, he gets a chance now to go out on a comparative high and maybe really contribute to something um, a little bit special again if we were to pull off the run for top four that would be something special and 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 he has the ability doesn't need to be central to that um so yeah to rewind hello and also um how are you feeling re bob yeah hi Trev. hi listener um hi uh listeners uh thank you for listening to the show um uh, i'm good uh in brain world uh cami world that's all fine um um but Bobby has Bobby leaving uh, this day was obviously going to happen one day, and um, it has it has upset me to a certain extent. Um, I always said after Fernando Torres that I'd never get too attached to another player again. Well, if there's mm-hmm. one player that you know did his damnedest to reverse that, it, it was Bobby. Bobby was just, or still is, you know, he's just a joy of a football player to watch on the pitch. And um, I remember one game um, which really summed up how good he was, and it was um, it was against Chelsea in Istanbul, and he came on at half time. I, I can't remember what the comp. I think it was the Super Cup or something like that, or not the Super Cup. It was. Um, what, what did we play Chelsea? Was it Chelsea we played over in Istanbul? One game? Uh, in 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 a comp in an actual competition? It was just like some random game. Some or something. pre preseason thing. It's not. Uh, not... I don't, it might not have been Chelsea, but it was somebody came on at halftime. Might have been. I can't remember who it was. And he just turned that game around on its head. And I had Manx saying to me, "This is what this player is about." This is what people who who don't understand football should be watching now to understand football and what this guy does. The way he just he was the glue for the football team for me. Yeah. I know we, we all have, you know, Allison's important, DVD's important, Fabinho was important. But what Bobby brought to that football team that made us so successful, it was pivotal. He was everything. He he for me, it wasn't Sadio who set the tone for the press. It was always Bobby who set the tone for the press. Bobby was the one who would, you know, who he would go all over the place. You wouldn't know where he was going to be. He was a nightmare for defenders. Uh, the cuteness in never challenging for a header, but challenging for a header just to win the second ball, just to put the, the centre back off. I mean, the stuff he did on that football pitch, his little touches, little flicks. The goal against Stoke away, for example, the belter from like 25 yards, you know, the celebration ripping off his shirt. Everything he does on that pitch, it's football. Are you that person who has everything? The coolest merch and those must-have fan threads? Well... Over at our Anfield Index shop, we've gone that extra mile when it comes to pimping up your Liverpool collection. From our popular range of bespoke design t-shirts, sweaters, hoodies and hats, to our signature edition mugs, prints and coasters, all provided with fast worldwide shipping. We have something for every red. We also stock official LFC merchandise, 
and are licensed with the Premier League and UEFA to sell official iron-on shirt badges and sleeve patches. As a listener to this podcast, you can get 10% off everything with coupon code AIPRO10. Just head over to anfieldindex.shop or find us on Etsy by searching for Anfield Index. I, I, I hope, Cam, there are people reveling in the compilation videos that are being put together. There's one that's got a beautiful musical bed to it that I've retweeted. And I said on Twitter, I was shook after it and genuinely was shook after it because you just see the absolute magnificence of this footballer. And allow me just before, just to interject with yet another piece of audio. This is Jürgen talking about a time in uh, Bob's career where people were starting to say, well, he doesn't seem to be amongst the goals at the moment. And the media were trying to build it up into a narrative. And anyone who was watching Liverpool was saying, but that's not what Bobby is. Just following on from what you just said, right? The the concept Mm. of the glue. That's not what Bobby is. That's not what Bobby does. Bobby has so much more to his game than most people uh, comprehend. It's like the misunderstanding of Genie Wijnaldum on steroids. It's there were there were opposition fans, contrary to the Manx, who were pointing out what was good about him to you, who just never really got it. And that's because they're not watching the game. They're watching who scores the goals. They're glorified sort of, um, you know, PlayStation fans. But this kid has the lot. Now, I don't want to talk about him anymore in the past tense because there's a season that remains. There's an absolutely mental thing that could possibly happen and likely won't. There is another comparatively mad thing that could happen is if we get top four and I would love to see him playing his part in it so no more past tense for me and my references to Bobby but let's just hear what the manager thinks of this lad when a couple of people were saying oh we've noticed Firmino's not Firmino's not amongst the goals what do you think Jürgen said this and um, if you, journalists tell me then Bobby Firmino didn't score for a while and I don't even realise when I think about Bobby I don't think about scoring I just I'm thinking about how, how important it is. So we had, a, we had a little talk and I told him, because he looked first time since I know him a little bit concerned about that fact um, and I told him that I'm not interested in that, in that number, just like this because he's the connector for our team he's so important for us, he's not the only one who can play the position, but he can play the position in a very special way I mean pretty much what you just said man, right? Yeah, I mean the gaffer knows best, doesn't he? The gaffer sees everything. Um, and I think the players around, around the, you know, the, the, the first team squad, the, the players the, who were the starting 11, Mo wouldn't have been half a player. Well, possibly he may well have been, but a lot of what Mo did was down to Bobby. A lot of what Sadio did was down to Bobby. A oh, lot God, of what, yeah. You know, a lot of what the midfield did was down to Bobby, and it's it's he for me he was um, he's just a football genius. I, I I can't put it any other way in 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 what he brought to that football pitch for Liverpool Football Club. I'm, I'm, I don't care what he did internationally for Brazil. I don't care what he did previously. Um, for was Hoffenheim. it Hoffenheim? Yeah, Hoffenheim, yeah. yeah. I don't care what he did at Hoffenheim, but what he did during his peak at Liverpool Football Club and what he may still contribute towards the end of the season, because 
it, it does feel like you're right. You know, we don't want to talk about him in the past sense, but we are talking about what he's done ultimately. And but what he did was it was pure football genius, and he, he was so integral to what we achieved. He was so integral to us winning that Champions League, the World Club Championship, the Premier League, the FA Cup last season, the League Cup last season. If you want to throw the charity shield in there, throw the charity shield in there. I don't care. You know, um, he, what he does is just phenomenal. And I, I, I doubt, I genuinely doubt, you know, we'll see somebody of that ilk at Liverpool, possibly in our lifetimes. He was so unique in what he brought to the game and to the That's team. a really good, that's a really good point because there aren't many players out there like that. People talk about the Bobby role, but nobody else can do it. And nobody else can do it quite like Bobby. And it's because of that thing you're hinting at there. It's that extra level of sauce on top mm-hmm. of, on top of the, the functionality of him, the hard work, which is first and foremost, his absolute stock and trade. Then you've got the, the ability. So in other words, his ability to lead, lead the press. Then you've got this, um, capacity to finish, uh, in a way that most modern footballers, uh, of an attacking ilk can't. Again, go look at some of the compilations today, folks. You will see goals. I like the, a little dinged finish against City um, and several others that, you know, almost defy belief in the, in, the, in, the, in the raw arrogance of their execution. This kid has everything. And so I'm going to be asking you a few seconds to talk about your all time favorite Bobby moments. Like, what is it about Bobby that, you know, that you, you really like, like I said to you when we're chit-chatting about what we might talk about earlier on in the whatsapp like what is what what is it like when you think of bobby what is it that you think of and it might be just an overall feel or a vibe i fully get that with this kid because he just is sort of um he's got a swagger to him he's got a he's got a fun and a joy to him there's a one there's a wonderful picture that his missus posted on instagram uh, where she's heavily pregnant and she's leaned her head back. She's standing behind a tree. She's leaned her head back and Bobby's leaned his head forward. And it just looks like Bobby's sensationally pregnant in a dress. And you're going, I mean, this is just, look at this guy. Look at this guy. I, I absolutely, everything about him makes me smile, whether it's the wonder of his football or the wholesomeness of all the whole family vibe or just the fact of the wild, wildly inventive celebrations, I'm going to lead the charge in this one because I am genuinely, I'm, I'm not joking. I'm shook by this in a way that I didn't think I would be. Cam talks about um, Torres. I had actually uh, properly sworn off the whole favorites thing since going way back. This again is showing my grey bearded age. I, 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 my last obsession player was Robbie Fowler. I, I since then, of course, I love them all. I love them all. But but the one that I just when he left the club, I was heartbroken. When he came back in two thousand and five after we won the um, European Cup, it was one of the happiest occasions of my life. When Robbie came back, I was like, he's back. It just felt like this is where this is where the lad's supposed to be. And 
you know, you got to take a further jump back to the 80s and Barnes, Beardsley, Aldridge, all that era. And obviously previous to that, Kenny, for me to have fellas that are just, you know, uh, you know, they're, they're on a different level in terms of, 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 of my adoration of them. Obviously, the, the Kings at the top. And then there's that 80s crew, including the old podcast pal there, Jan, and all his um, compadres in that era. This kid reawoke something in me that I just didn't think was there. And at the same time, so did Sadio Mane. Right at the same time, the two of them. They are my favorite Reds for a generation or several generations. I'm not sure how we uh, how we judge a generation these days. But like I say, back to Fowler and before that, all the way back to the 80s. These guys, these two guys are on a different level for me. I know people love Gerard and obviously people love Mo and all that. It's not a competition. This is a personal expression for me here. And I, I wanted to get it out here on the uh, on the official record on, on, the, on the platform that we're lucky enough to have here in Anfield Index because I feel that this lad merits it. I look, there's a video going around today, have a look at it, of all the, f- uh, the, the team singing that song we just heard the ragamuffins do a fantastic version of um at bobby as he holds the world club championship in his paws they're singing it at him it's a moment of pure appreciation for a fellow professional on a level that you can't really it's difficult to think of it in any other um uh equivalency in any other profession i can't see how you could manifest your um, appreciation of your fellow pro in such a, a, a glorious way. That's one of the things that stick out as I think of it. The goal which score which he scored to win that um, pot. Now, many people may think, yeah, what's that? But let me just give you, and I'm sorry, lads, I'm going on a bit here, but do indulge me. Let me just give you a bit of context for this. Back in the 80s when I was um, in my early 40s and I was a Liverpool fan I was thinking this Liverpool team, I, I like the fact that you didn't laugh there you fuckers by the way uh, this Liverpool team I'm just rolling with it <laughs> just rolling, thanks thanks, lads uh, this Liverpool team with my absolute all time idol Kenny with this wonderful kit the, the all time kit in my opinion the, the pinstriped crown paints one um, went to the World Club Championships in Tokyo and lost to Independiente in 83. And I've never forgotten that because I wanted us to be the World Club Champions because we should have been, because we were the best team in the world back then. And Kenny was the best player in the world around 82, 83. I I'm, I I'm not having anyone else. People are chatting about Platini and 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 um, uh, Rummenigge at the time. Uh, Rummenigge won the award, I think, ahead of Kenny in second on at least one occasion. But we all knew the truth, and you know these things are quite often political and all the rest of it. And I wanted it to be. I wanted to be able to say we're world club champions and Jurgen comes along and the Jurgen revolution comes along and Sadio comes along. And to be fair, Bobby was at the tail end of the Braj era. Uh, and we did it. And Bobby did it. Bobby won it. It was Bobby's winner. 
and it meant a lot to me and it still does uh some people may dismiss it as a kind of you know uh afterthought no uh for me that has significance um and uh, i i'm I, I was waiting a long long time for it to happen i never th- i never really dreamed it would and, and it did and it was bobby for me who was responsible for it and another bobby moment was his psg winner in the champions league which was a massive massive goal mm-hmm. for us in that in that um in that run uh, like what a moment what a what a ridiculously audacious effort um to win a tight match that gives me goosebumps just even thinking about that so i've got endless endless bobby moments but and i feel a bit bad about this because i get the impression Lisa marie that like for you it's just yes bobby's absolutely central but also because of the comparative short timeline you might just have as many to draw on i could be completely wrong there did you think about do you have any outstanding bob moments i can't think of anything specific i think it it is just sort of a general thing where you know i've always appreciated and loved how easy he makes things look Mm. you know you Mm. just it you know, the, just those flicks and turns and, and all of that, that it just it, it's like it's, you know, absolute nothing for him. Um, you know, so I, I that's I think one of the things and I've just always appreciated just that overwhelming good nature that he has. I mean, you know, there's always a smile with those white, white teeth. And, you know, <laughs> and I mean, you can tell that all the other, you know, guys on the team, they just absolutely adore him. You know, they love they love Bobby. And um, so, yeah, for me, it isn't anything specific. It's just that it's just that overwhelming, you know, love for him as a player, as a person and, and what he has meant and done for this team. I mean, argue with that. That's that's nicely put. That's nicely put. I I I, I like it, and and you know, it's 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 a nice summation. I think a lot of people would agree with, but it feels Cam a little bit like myself that for whatever reason, and this is always, of course, a completely individual thing. Some people will gravitate to um, whoever um, will have people who rightfully will consider Mo to be the greatest thing since sliced bread or Virgil or Ali or whoever but it feels a little bit like like that like me you really have imprinted like a little duckling uh on 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 um on Bob as you know a sort of a, a, a I don't know is he a, a yardstick of the current era of or the recent era of brilliance, um, a lad who reminded you of of the crack you can have with football. Lisa Marie talks about it there, the the fun, the things, the way he makes the game seem easy. No luck goals, no luck passes. Um, his wonderful celebrations. I mean, it's endless with Bobby. He's a quirky character. You know, even when he's doing club promos, him him doing that knowledge thing. I, I, it's it's endless moments, Cam. I don't I don't even know where to start, and I don't want to be putting words in your mouth. And maybe I'm over egging it because I'm so uh, worked up about this. But it felt to me like you were kind of on the same page. Yeah, I mean, I was just 
quickly before I respond to that, it was the UEFA Super Cup in Istanbul in 2019 when we played Chelsea. We were 1-0 down at half-time. Bobby came on for Ox and turned the game round for us. Sadio scored two that day. And then he wins the final. And then we won the final. We won the penalty. Uh, uh, we won the penalty shootout 5-4 against Chelsea that day to win the Super Cup. So, But Bobby changed, changed the game that day. But um, going back to, obviously, what you the question you just posed to me there, um, when you started off, you know, with some people have favourites in Virgil or Mo or Allison. They're all right. They, they're all they, they're all they are the best players. They're correct. Nobody is wrong in whatever they believe in that respect. They're absolutely right. Um, you know, whether that would be Sadio, whether that being Jordan Henderson, whether that being Trent Alexander-Arnold, uh, Robbo, Joel Matip. But Bobby has a special place for us. And Bobby has a special place for us because of his, the way he, the what, what he brought to us. Like you said, the no look goals. You, you were going to say what was my favorite moment. And I, and there's too many, but you took it when you said knowledge. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It wasn't actually a football moment, but it, it, it emphasized exactly what Bobby was. It was knowledge. Isn't it one? Isn't it wonderful in 2023 when memes are everything that Bob's right there front and center with a wonderful meme, right? You know, it, you, yeah. you, it's how it's kind of how we talk to each other now. It's kind of how we communicate ideas about everything from politics to sport. And there, one of the best memes you could possibly ever have is just Bob. With the finger pointed gun knowledge, I yeah. love it. I love, I love that he's there. It's amazing. It's yeah. amazing, you know. And it, it goes back to what you said, you know, that that period when we were doing really well, and that was in the middle of it. That's the one that stands out for me. You know, it's just knowledge, and it just, it was just. He didn't even have the Bobby smile. He just had that. I'm telling you. It's just deadpan, yeah. Yeah, deadpan. This is what it is. And doesn't 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 it make you think the fucker could have been an actor as well? He's got the lot, you know. <laughs> He's literally. I I I don't know. Maybe it's because I dabbled in the past, um, and you know, considered it as a potential career arc for myself. But I'm always really critical of people who are amateurs having a go. Uh, quietly, I, I wouldn't ever hammer anyone, but you can just see that guy. He can sell a line, whereas Jordan's up the top doing the school teacher role. And yeah. I, I'm, you know, despite the fact that I think he's, I think he's been pretty much done as a player for a long time. I, I still love the kid, and I, I'm, I'm so I'm, I'm feeling very warmly towards him as I see him, you know, trying to hold hold a straight face now. But you, if you've done a bit of acting, you can watch him. You, the effort is clear in Jordan's face. He, he does it. It's a very, very uh, decent effort. And then you got Joel Matip and Joel's got his funny Joel voice. Uh, <laughs> and he's clearly a, 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 a very interesting character, at the, uh, to say the least. And that's humorous in and of itself. I'm loving the two lads. Great work, great work. But then, you know, the Bobster comes along and he just sells it. He just sells it like he would sell a no-look pass. And, ah, uh, I love that, Cam. Yeah. You know, and that's it, isn't it? The great thing is when he leaves, it'll be nothing but good memories. 
doesn't matter what he does now for, for the rest of the season. We'll only remember the good stuff. You know, he's been coming on a couple of times lately and his passing has been a little bit, you know, not the best to say the least. You know, he's put us, he's put us in trouble a couple of times, but he's got so much credit in the bank. You know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter now. He's, he's just going to go out on that high and, and he deserves that. He, he, he genuinely deserves that. And, and I think it's a shame that we haven't afforded that to, more players, you know, who who have been so successful within this team that, like Sadio, for example, is he going? Is he staying? Is he going? Is he staying? No, just tell us. Let us give you the send-off we want to give you. Bobby will get such a good send-off now. Imagine Sunday now, the Bobby oh, song. This lad has, this lad has a months-long... Uh, Frank Sinatra style uh, <laughs> farewell luck, tour farewell oh, tour honest to god like every, everyone's going to want to pitch up every week there is literally no way and I I, I honestly don't know how I'm going to do it I don't I, I, I can't do embrace the sums you have no, to embrace I, no, no, but, no yeah. but my point is no you no, you're not I, I haven't finished the sentence I so, don't know how I'm going to do it because I haven't done the sums I, I I've tried to do the sums and how I can possibly extricate myself from what I have going on behind the scenes here in terms of like, you know, commitments. But I have to get, I have to get to Anfield to see him. I have to. I mean, for a fella who used to go so regularly, it's been a real bind for me recently to miss it. But this means more to me to get to Anfield to see Bobby Firmino again or last time or whatever happens to be. Um, like it really feels like an occasion. If if I'd known Sadio was so close to going, um, you know, I'd have I'd have been making more of a fuss there as well. But it's just the two of them, one after the other. This is a, an interesting point, Lisa Marie. It feels like the necessary uh, dismantling now has a real impetus behind it. If on the back of Sadio going, which we're really feeling and anyone who says we're not is I think in denial of some sort um, because the lad was on a different level even when he wasn't at his very very best he was so important to us and usually our most important attacker including Mohamed Salah um, because of lending us impetus and all these other things that he did um, and that also includes the man I'm paying tribute to in such glowing terms, Bobby Firmino. Sadio was just so integral to all our success. He's gone, we're living with that. Bobby's going, we're living with that. There is a future, please, Marie, in which we don't necessarily contemplate it, in which uh, with the FSG model, the only way that we get the funds in to, to fund uh, a rebuild is by selling Mohamed Salah. And that would be, that would be such a graphic dismantling and reset that I think everybody would be quite shook by it. And I suppose what I'm asking you is, do you think there's a way in which in an odd, odd fashion, this may actually contribute to Jürgen's, um, necessary ruthless good luck to a few lads and the reset that is absolutely I hate using that word but the 
the rejig that is absolutely central to us being competitive next year? Yes, I, you know, I think, okay, so, you know, speaking about Sadio, I think what we're missing the most, what I think personally we miss the most about Sadio Mane right now is the way that he could drag a game over the line for us. We don't seem to, ha- and I've, I think I've said this before, we don't seem to have anybody who has got that, his grit, the word I'm looking for. I mean, don't get me wrong. We've got some grand, hardworking players in the team, but there was always something about Sadio Mane when we needed to get that goal to get a, you know, get the win over the line that you could all but see him dragging everybody with him. Um, yeah. And and I just don't. We just haven't felt that this year. That's that's just one. To me, that's the biggest thing we're missing from Sadio Mane is that sheer determination to get the win. Yeah. Um, in my opinion. So. Yeah, I feel like okay. So Sadio's gone, and and I think in some ways, the more I think about it, I am glad that this announcement is being made at the time it's being made. Because A, as, as we've already covered, it gives the fans and everyone kind of an opportunity to give Bobby Firmino that full appreciation that we have for him. But it also gives us a chance to kind of come to terms with how things are going to look different, yeah. you know, next season. Yep. So, I, you know, and, and hopefully in that, you know, you know, I, I don't even want to think about Masala leaving, so I just we can't. Um, yeah, ignore it. It's like last forget week I have, when forget guys I ever said, said that. I'm sorry. Should we? Yeah, last week guys like Masala or Van Dyke. I'm like, all right, Sophie's choice. Get away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Go> away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jeez. Anyway, so yeah, I mean, I think it's setting that groundwork. And, and, you know, not just for us as fans, and although I think a lot of the fans, you know, realize that, you know, the ruthlessness needs to be there. So hopefully Jurgen Klopp is getting on that same page. And, um, you know, OK, it's March. I mean, heck, it's March the 3rd. So, you know, there's still quite a bit of season left. But but hopefully this sets the stage, I guess, is where I'm going around the barn six times to come to for the appropriate changes to be made, you know, the players to leave so that we can get new players in to push the team forward. Hello, I'm here to annoy you. I'm here to annoy you into listening to more of me and more of others on EPL Index. We don't just have the Anfield Index stuff. We've got EPL Index as well, which covers the entirety of the Premier League. And we have three podcasts and a whole bunch of really good writing on EPLindex.com. The podcasts are my own two-footed podcast, which is every day at 4 p.m., Monday through Friday, covering the whole league. We have a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. You know Tadiwa. He does Anfield Index. He presents a tad predictable before every Premier League match week. And then Kevin DeVries and his crew on the EPL Roundtable, there every week after the Premier League match week. 
So make sure you listen to everything we're doing on EPL Index and follow us there on Twitter at EPL Index. Thank you. Bye-bye. Well put. Last one on Bobby for you before we talk to um, both of you about the comparatively small fixture that's coming up the weekend and it's worth a little bit of our time for sure uh, to have a little chat about um, the uh, the lot up the East Langs but Cam I, this may seem like a loaded question and tell me to just piss off if you feel like I'm asking you to do too much here or uh, expecting a certain uh, take from you but I've been mulling it over since I heard today uh, what I heard today. And I, I've come to the conclusion that I, I personally, I don't believe. And maybe this is why I have him so close to my heart and you appear to also. I have a feeling that Klopp Ball and the Klopp era wouldn't have happened without Bob. That's maybe simplistic and i understand it i'm not interested in reductive takes and you know i'm also not interested in in, excuse the expression pissing contests about who's the best player but i do feel like the the klopp era the klopp ball the klopp system i don't think it's too much of an exaggeration cam to say that it doesn't happen without the unique individual that is bobby firmino Oh, 100%. Um, if you want to piss off, Trev, you can piss off anyway. I don't mind. I can carry on till the rest of the show. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I've asked you the host before, and you've absolutely bottled it. So don't be fucking selling yourself like some sort of hero now when you've got safety. Branch, I'm wise to you. Now continue your answer like a good lad. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dad. Um, I was at Grandad this week. Um, <laughs> No one could ever be sure. Um, <laughs> um, so, oh um, yeah. <laughs> what, what can I say? You know, you, I think I think you hit, you've made a really valid point. Um, I almost think, and I, I, I'm sure I've probably said this before. I think Bobby was signed with Klopp in mind when they when FSG yeah. went out yeah. and signed. I've made that it, point before. It's an interesting one. <laughs> Yeah, so, because, so it was nothing to do with Breno at all. Breno was on no. his way out as far as they were concerned. That's a really well, interesting call. Well, Brendan was playing him left wing. Yeah. I mean, how do you play Bobby Primino on the left wing? In what mindset could you possibly be to think we're going to play a false nine who has no pace on the left wing? And he's right footed. It's. It, it, Baffling. So it's 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 it's, it's Rogers esque. Yeah, is what it, it is. is. So so I I think you're, you're absolutely right in what you're saying. Um, and I, and I said it earlier. He he was integral to to what this team has achieved. He without him he he there was no glue. He didn't. He he's the one who held all the parts together. He he was literally Klopp on that pitch. He he set the tone. He set the mantra. He 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 started everything. He was key. He was so important to what we did. And maybe one of the reasons now you're seeing this team change, trying to change 
ever so slightly in the way they're playing is because we've not had Bobby and we know we're not going to have Bobby and we're trying to evolve and develop another style of play to, to, to you know, reinvigorate and regenerate this team to go forward and become the champions we want them to be. I like that, man. I like that a lot. And I want to kind of segue out of that because a champions is a word that we have the most tenuous of grasps on this year. There's the, I mean, it's beyond Barcelona impossible task of the Real Madrid second leg. I can't, I, I you know, <laughs> I'm not sure. I, I think I've said it on the show. I might have said it on Rob. I, I can't really fully express how fucked off I am about this. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous position for us to be in. I'm, I'm massively angry about what happened in that first leg. Um, on levels that I, I, I can't fully articulate, but I know it's got something to do with recruitment. And I wish the hell the things were different. Uh, this is not Mo Salah rocking up in a, you know, whatever the hell it was, the, always believe or there, there's hope or whatever his his t-shirt said and then we pull off this miracle of Anfield against Barcelona this just feels like I don't know what to say except to use some industrial language it just feels like we fucked it and it's there it's dead and and it's really annoying to the extent that I let let me again for those of you who don't listen to other shows in this channel, for some reason are particularly exclusive to us. Jan Mulby on the last two shows has said, "I wish we didn't have to play this tie." I mean, I think that's quite revealing because Jan's not noted for his shit um, uh, predictions. In fact, he is without doubt the best predictor of a match that I've ever seen in the professional game of punditry by miles he's ahead of all his 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 compadres and his take is uh, it's just i'd like to just go home now because what is there to be gotten from this that's his take and when you when you hear jan saying that it's just like jesus so of course hope against hope boy is still here thinking well this is my trophy this is the one that means more to me than anything else so uh, a miracle is possible but you know it's a big ask it's a big ask lads and so we have to think back about what is more attainable and what's more attainable than that is the also massive ask of getting top four and I, I've heard people rationalise it away and say, yeah, yeah, Spurs are Spurs and this and that and the other. And I'm going, well, that's big talk. But we need to have consistency. And that's the one thing that this team hasn't had all season. And Lisa Marie, as you look ahead to a game against Manchester United, a game which, you know, Cam, for example, will have, he has all this added extra uh, in terms of family members, as do I, my own father, my own father. Imagine, imagine uh, a mank. And it, these things take on extra weight. And of course, being from Ireland, most people for years supported one or the other. And 
there's a lot of the other at the moment and they're making they're starting to get chippy and chirpy and they're coming up to me in work on a regular basis and for the record i have about 80 odd workmates uh, i suppose it's around about 40 percent of them that are male and it seems often to me like 37 percent are manchester united fans so it's 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 uncomfortable to witness a renaissance i spoke last night to jan lisa marie about the concept of a united renaissance after so long being figures of fun in fact i would hesitate but confidently suggest that for all of your fandom they've been a laughing stock and there's a potential for them to come back to what they were which was you know a real force i don't like it it makes me upset lisa marie what are you thinking first of all trevor i always hate to see that you're upset about anything so i'm, I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm <often> upset. Um, <laughs> This is also true. Um, yeah, you know, it is different for me because, I mean, obviously, Manchester United is, you know, is a record, you know, anyone who knows anything about the Premier League over here, you know, Manchester United is, you know, is one of the clubs that is, you know, more well known. Um, and yeah, you know, they were kind of such a train wreck for a while that. You know, it was just like, yeah, they might be getting some momentum, but then, oh, yeah, whatever. Um, and actually, I don't know if you've had a chance to listen to um, Dave and Carl on Scouted yet, but they made some very interesting points about them as, as well. And, you know, really what seemed to have turned the tide, I think, or they were saying, or I think Dave was saying, and I and I do tend to agree, is, you know, the of himself, Cristiano Ronaldo, because, you know, he was what he was and he was a distraction. He was, you know, making them worse, you know, all these things. And yeah, with him leaving, they kind of seem to have gotten their act together. And you're right. It is. It's it's a little bit worrying um, on a lot of levels. But but it is a little different for me because, you know, you don't have. You know, I'm not stuck in the middle of that same rivalry like yourself and Cam and, you know, and so many others are. So it's really been kind of more recently that I've understood, you know, how big a game this is. Um, you know, the rivalry is, you know, is long and far reaching and, you know, and all the things. So so it's a little bit different. Um, and I was thinking yesterday I was like, man, we can't lose to them twice in a season. We can't. That's the thing that I think scares me the most is not so much losing to them, but the fact that we've already lost to them once this season. We cannot lose to them twice in a season. I just, I I can't have it. Can't have it. Um, (laughs) And I will not be able to watch the match on Sunday because I will be at a dance competition. The the aforementioned. The aforementioned dance competition. Yeah. Yes. So, and it seems like things like this tend to fall for me. I think it was last season. I think I missed both, both the United fixtures. Um, and, and I want to say I, the, the one earlier in the, you know, the first part of the season, I think I kind of had it on, but I really wasn't watching, watching it. Cause if I recall, it was like midweek. So I was at work, so I wasn't able to give it 
the same amount of attention that I might have had it been on a weekend. So, yeah, I just part of me is kind of glad I'm not going to be able to watch it. Just (laughs) right. The anxiety might might kill me. It might give me some gray hairs to go along with yours, Trevor. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for that. Thanks for that. Hey, I have gray hairs. I just cover them. (laughs) Thanks for the mortality uh, reminder that what would happen? I wish I had gray hairs. Oh, shut up. shut up, Cam. Just (laughs) shut up, Range. Nobody wants to hear your shit about how you don't have gray hairs at the age of 77. Uh, We couldn't see the ones in my beard because the the, the video camera is not very good on here. (laughs) (laughs) yeah, I have a take for you that I want you to respond to. Right. This is an interesting one. Right. So uh, obviously, uh, Lisa Marie is talking about. And that was an interesting take about how um, the, the, the suggestion that the lads were making, which was that um, it, it took the departure of Ronaldo for the club to get some sort of stability because possibly the only personality bigger than a brand new manager being appointed uh, is still this lad who is sort of untouchable status in the world for whatever reason. Uh, well, we know what reason is. It's it's. The reason is because of outrageous football ability. Let's just be straight about that. There's no point, mm-hmm. in, no point in being vague about these things. Or, I, I, I don't like the new trait in the world where we don't tell the truth. So let's tell the truth. He's an outrageously effective footballer. Um, and as a result, uh, you've got Ten Hag regaining control, it would appear. And, and and maybe, maybe the lads are guilty of buying into a simplistic narrative, but I absolutely buy into it myself, I have to say. And so now you have this lad, he's got his swagger back, the Ten Hag fella, and he's got lads performing at a certain level, and you've got a sort of apparent cohesion and unity and um, sort of uh, style of play. It mightn't be the most uh, flamboyant United side we've seen in a long time. But the worry, Cam, is that, you know, they are starting to click. And when I put it to young Mulby, what he said to me was, you know, I kind of have a, I kind of have an inkling or a, you know, what we call in Ireland a graw, meaning love, for the concept of Liverpool United going at it again for the title. You know, he said he doesn't remember what that was like. It's a long time since that's been the case. And he has this feeling that he'd love to see that again, United versus Liverpool, They're like for the top honour. <laughs> you know, you, so your your imagination starts to crank and you go, Maybe if we could relegate City to the Conference League, or you know whatever, whatever you know, you know whatever this. I don't believe that anything's going to happen because money will talk. But yeah. maybe there might be some negative impact on City. What do you think, as a fella who's going to really feel it, like I will, in in terms of family, in terms of the amount of the fuckers around you, on a daily basis? How do you feel? <laughs> I get anxious, I'll be honest with you, about the concept of a Liverpool United rivalry as opposed to a Liverpool City rivalry. That's an interesting concept. Yeah, it's a, it's it's almost alien, isn't it? And when was the last time that Liverpool and United were the two top dogs? It's been many, many, many a year. You know, I mean, 
possibly under Rafa. It never really. Ha- I think it. Ne- I think it never really happened, brother. It's, did it? Did it ever really happen? I mean, like so oh, had- nine. Yeah, 0809, right. So yeah. United were wonderful then. Yeah. And we had the flirtation w- with winning yeah. the league that was so heartbreaking. That's the Nando era. Yeah. Cara, Gerrard, all that. Yeah. 13, 13, 14. Yeah. 13, 14, they weren't really there. No. You go back to the late 90s. I think they managed a second once in the run between the late 80s, sorry, and the uh, and 1990. I, I think there was a second in there for them, but they were usually an FA Cup team. Yeah. So I'm thinking back to the 70s. Was it really? Was there an era when, yeah, there was an era when United threatened Liverpool's supremacy, Jimmy Greenhoff, all that kind of thing. Yeah. But did they really, I mean, it's I never think, really been there. It's never no, really been there. No, that's what I, I think. Not period of time in any way. No, not, I think Jan, Not like Jan's, the Liverpool City right now. No, Jan's mistaken. There has to be an extended period of time where right. it was the two two of them going head to head. And I, well, maybe he wasn't mistaken. Maybe he was just saying it never happened, but I felt like he was pining for a time when it did. But I don't think yeah. it ever really did. So. Yeah. I love the idea on a way, in a way, but it gives me massive anxiety in another way. Well, this is it. It's, it's anxiety. Uh, I, I don't like the idea at all. I just want them to be shit. Uh, <laughs> you know, and, that, and that's it. I, got, I, I, I want them to be an irrelevant force <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. twice a season. And that's yes. it. Um, I, don't, I don't pine for it in any way, shape or form. You know, I fuck that. Fuck that! No, uh, I'd rather stick. That. I'd rather stick needles in my eyes. Um, oh, the bollocks I'll have to deal with. Um, no uh, you're right, um, man. You're right. Yeah, but there's a couple of things I, I just wanted to mention. Um, uh, uh, just to give United, a, you know, fair dues. Uh, I, I may have said it on this show. No, I've definitely said it to the Scummy family. Um, in that there was really two things missing. And the first one was a half decent manager for them, and I think they've got a half decent manager in now because you can see now, you know, that yes, they're still playing a lot of counter attacking football, but there's a lot more controlling games, and I think they got a lot more controlling game for the second reason. And I'm surprised you didn't touch on it, and I'm, and I'm surprised Lisa Marie when you like about Dave and Carl. I mean, obviously you haven't listened to the whole show. They maybe they did touch on it. I don't know. I haven't listened to the show, but they haven't mentioned this player. And and I think this this player has been the most crucial player for them this season, and that's Casemiro. I think, I think they did touch on him, but they also yeah. talked about how Rashford is now you know has refound you know some really good form, well, which yeah, has he's helped like as well. Yeah, fifteen games running or something stupid like that. Maybe one yeah. game in the middle he missed. But ironically, think, since you know somebody left, think about it. Yeah, yeah, but. Again, but then Casemiro came in, yeah, and they got a exactly. and then and they got a decent DM in then because the de- the that their midfield was atrocious. I mean, go back to the five 0 last year. Where did everything happen? We went right through the middle of them so often for all, for a majority of the goals that that day. So their 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 centre midfield was and I think even the game on that they played in the FA Cup against uh, West Ham this week. Casemiro came on, the game changed for them. They were suddenly such a much better team. And that, I think, is, you know, not to blow my own trumpet, but I'm going to blow my own trumpet because 
fucked if anybody else will. Um, <laughs> it's, it's, it's what I've been saying, that they, they've literally been two things away from being a half-decent team because forget, obviously, Maguire and all that. They've got a decent... They've got decent defence now. They've got a good, a good solid midfield. They've got so much creativity in that team now. They've got real good attacking impetus, and they spend fucking money like it's going out of fashion. Since 2016, they've got a net spend just shy of 500 million. Cities is like 280 million. They spent like a billion pounds each, and so all these people saying fucking glazers out, glazers out. They only want Glazers out because, for what? Because they've only allowed 500 million to be spent in seven years on transfers. I mean, Ten Hogs has come in. He spent over 200 million on transfers, 250 million. He's blown away what Klopp spent in six years, in one season, <laughs> literally. So has has he been backed? Yes. Has Were other managers backed? Yes. Manchester United are a good football team now. There's no... No getting away from that. It's going to be a fucking shit show of a game. Honestly, it's going to be horrible because they're fucking good. And we're not, we're trying to become good again. But saying that, we've had five clean sheets in the last five games. We've had five different centre-back pairings in the last five games. Have we been lucky in some of those games not to concede goals? Hell yes. But with Ibu and Virgil, as our centre-backs now, now you're talking. and Fabinho slowly showing a little bit of form as well, now we've suddenly talking. got that rigidity back in the middle there. And that's going to be crucial to what we do. And you'll suddenly see now, Robbo and Trent will suddenly become a more attacking force. Look at Simicas on Wednesday night. We got an assist from a fullback breaking. Why? How did he break so well? He was given that freedom. What a lovely pass from Gapco to do that. The turn and the, the, the pass, perfect. Set the goal up beautifully. There's little signs. We've just got to, you know, dig in and do what we're good at doing and, you know, keep the clean sheet first and foremost. Even if we do what we did against Man, Man City and just pinched it on the break and win 1-0, I'll fucking take that. You'll take that. You'll both take that. Every one of us in the side the stadium on Sunday will take that. Hell yes. I don't care. I don't care as long yeah. as we have more goals than they do when the whistle, final whistle blows. <laughs> I don't care Bottom how line. it happens. Do you think, Lisa Marie, considering, um, just to expand a little bit on what Callum's saying there, do you think there's a situation where uh, I, I, I'm very wary of false dawns? with this current batch in this current season because it feels like it feels a bit cursed is the wrong word it just feels a bit um massively impaired um do you feel that there was enough there that you saw with all the recent two nails even though they were being interspersed with really disappointing results that the the you know if Darwin clicks, if, 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 if that we could have enough to get this over the line. I'm not used to asking questions like this on podcasts because as we famously established on Malby in the spot, you trust these guys and you expect them to be able to do, if they do their best, you expect them to be able to beat almost everybody. And then the very, very top teams, 
you'll have a chance. When you look at United now with the resurgence and you look at us wherever the hell we are and who knows whether we're on a, a peak or a trough or whether it's a rebuild or a renaissance or a new dawn, who the fuck knows, Lisa Marie, because it's been an absolute, to use it, brainchism shit show of the season so far. When you look ahead to the game against Sunday, just to finish this out and get an opinion from both of you, how do you feel it's going to go? <sighs> okay, so my default positive thing <laughs> wants to think that we do, you know, the match, what day did they play? Tuesday? Wednesday? Whatever day that was this week. Um, to, <laughs> it's been that kind of week, sorry. Um, yeah, it was Wednesday, that's right. No, I didn't see the first half at all. Um, and honestly, I did it. I, <laughs> I turned the match on just as we were scoring the goal that was disallowed. So, I mean, I don't want to say I turned the tide, but, you know, you could say that. You did, yeah, you, you, you clearly didn't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so the fact that I'm not <laughs> going to be able to watch the United game, you know, that's a little frightening for me. Um, no. Yeah, I mean, I'd like to think since we finished that game in such a positive manner, you know, because if we think back to some of our previous wins here in the last, say, month, it seems as though, like, you know, Newcastle, for example, you know, we started out well and then, you know, it kind of we were lucky that we we managed to win that. I mean, even though we still you know, held it, held them to, to, you know, no goals. We weren't playing well. So I feel like we finished playing well. And so that's something to take forward as opposed to some of these other games where, yeah, we, st- you know, like, I mean, the Real Madrid match, for instance, where we started out wonderful and then it just, you know, fell off a damn cliff. So I'm hoping that since we finished in a more positive manner against Wolves on Wednesday and that it's, you know, against United, which is such a huge rivalry, the momentum of those two things, you know, will be enough for us to get a win. In a sentence, Cam. Is that a blind positive or what? <laughs> that, that's, it's, no, no, no. I mean, it's a qualified positive. If right, being honest, it's a qualified positive, which I think most of us will have who are positive. I think if you are bullish or insanely just unqualifiedly positive, you might want to have, I don't know, a tablet or something, because <laughs> that's doesn't pan out that does not track um i'm like you i i I, i'm positive to the point of i think we might have enough to edge a game that's going to be scrunchy as be jesus and cam anfield i think that's another in the plus column 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 100%, 
This is what I used to tell myself before I hooked up with LibertyShield.com. Not only is my home internet now fully encrypted, but I can now access all the websites I want, whenever I want, and do so from absolutely anywhere. As a Liverpool fan, I love to know I can now watch every match, regardless of whether it's on UK TV or not. My Liberty Shield VPN makes sure nothing is blocked and guarantees me super fast streaming speed throughout that match. You can get connected right now with their software package, which includes a 48-hour no-obligation free trial and instant access to their apps for Apple, Android, Fire TV, PC, Mac and Android TV. Or go a step further like I have and get one of their pre-configured VPN routers. These small but powerful devices allow you to easily connect every device in your home to VPN, making it the perfect solution for smart TVs, Mac boxes and games consoles. Visit LibertyShield.com today and use coupon code AIVPN25 to get 25% off at checkout. We're going to work. Honestly, that's not like a, a positive, no. positive. That's the no, no. good. No, we're yeah. we're going to win. We're going to win. I mean, uh, I sat in a WhatsApp group earlier this week as well. So we're going to win. I mean, I, I, I genuinely believe we're going to win. I don't feel, I mean, as good as they are and as poor as we have been, we're going to win. Simple. I just want to let that resonate there for a second or two. And we will take that because all three of us seem to think for reasons that we might have a chance and this pod will go out just before the game is played. And we may well look like absolute raving idiots or we may well look just like positive um, um, uh, harbingers of glory. Who knows what will happen? I have a simple question for you to finish off because I've been... Uh, given pause to think about uh, I don't want to inject too much of a heavy tone here at the end but mortality recently and as a result I've been thinking where would you go to where would you go where would a fella go to finish his days if he had to and uh, as Lisa Marie knows I've been uh, (laughs) I've been um, skirting about on uh, property websites like a maniac lately, thinking about exactly that. Uh, But where would I go to retire? And I've come up with the obvious conclusion. Uh, I think I mentioned that on the most recent um, Buzz podcast with Dave, that I just want to go to the west of Ireland. It's a small little uh, area of um, advancement in terms of physical movement. But I've fallen so in love with that place. I don't think anyone really gets what the Atlantic Ocean is until they go to the west of Ireland. It's, I mean, that's some wild, raw shit right there. And it's in your face and it's beautiful. And there are mountains and there are estuaries and there are rivers and there are bogs and there are lakes. And uh, that's me right there. Now, when it's cold, you should probably just get a basement because it's horrendous and no one in the in the west of Ireland has a basement uh, but when it's beautiful <laughs> it's the most beautiful place that I have ever been so far in my life uh, and I'm comparatively not well travelled man I will admit that but you know I've been to several countries but 
nothing can compare with the raw beauty of Ackle for me. So that's where I would go to retire. I have a feeling I know where Cam Branch is going to say because I think he might have brought it up on a couple of occasions. And I think it might be top of my list for the summer, young Branchy. So I'm going to be looking for some tips from you. And maybe I'm completely wrong here, by the way, buddy. Maybe I'm completely wrong here. Um, Where do you think then? I think you're you're going to say Taramina. You're 100% right. Right, so so I what here's what I, I I went looking it up, man. Right, yeah, I went looking it up, and it looks gorgeous as you have described. Yeah, um, because I'm thinking that's a place I'd love to visit this summer. Obviously, maybe summer's not a great idea. It might be a little bit, it might be the wrong end of the year. It might be a little bit. We went in September. Yeah, I was wondering would it, would it be oppressively hot in August? Which it's, is nice. it's warm. It's nice. It's it's really really beautiful weather. Yeah. Uh, in in September. In September, it was gorgeous. Right. So, I'm uh, what I'm going to ask you to do in, in a sentence or seven is just justify <laughs> finishes off here. Why you would pick that place? It's the serenity of 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 that village and the little area around it. It's the type of place where you can just sit in the town square with a coffee and just watch the world go past you and you'd feel like this is just the most delightful place to be you've got the beautiful mediterranean ocean down there as well it's very it's very cliffy around there in that particular area i like that but, word cliffy that's i know i do too i was thinking that's great cliffy Cliffy's <laughs> yeah. good yeah so um it's you know and there are some nice sandy beaches there as well um you've got the you've got this church and it's it feels like it's ten thousand feet in the air and you're and you're looking down and you're just gonna you're gonna fall and die and it's just something else you you've got mount etna very close by as well so if you just wanted to go up top of a volcano an active volcano for shits and giggles you can do that <laughs> you know and we did that we did that we went up there not knowing it's going to be freezing cold and just went up there literally and like I just had a jumper on and my one of the lads with my nephew, one of the dirty scum, had his uh, a t shirt on, you know. But you put <laughs> yeah, but you put you you can feel the heat coming through your shoes. You put your hands on the ground and you can feel that heat coming through. Um it, it was just delightful. It was just I mean it, it's probably the place you want to go and retire and just see out your days. And and I, I just loved it. I just fell in love with the place. Um it's just one of those. I mean, if you watched, um, oh, there's a TV show, White Lotus. Yes. Their second series was, uh, um, season two, sorry, was, um, was based in Taramina. Yeah. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, that's, yeah. that's what made me, that's what made yeah. me fairly certain that you were going to say this. Yeah. But I've got one final question and, I'm sorry if I'm extending the show too long, listeners. Uh, what would you be doing in your retirement apart from having a coffee every so often? Do you have an act? You know, you know what they say, right? And I, this is going to sound a bit grim, right? But I've had loads of colleagues. I joined my school when I was a very young man, and a lot of my colleagues were very older men. And some of them had plans for retirement. Some of them didn't. And the ones who didn't, they didn't last long, Cam. They were mm. dead. To say, uh, to use a Scottish phrase, deed, uh, very quick. 
So what would you do to make yourself feel useful during your retirement? Would you be the owner of one of said coffee salons or what's your point? What, no, I wouldn't do a coffee one, with, actually. I'd do ice cream. Yes, you'd do ice cream. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I love it. It has to be. Would it, mean, would it be would it be a kiosk? Uh, yeah, 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 anything, anything. Yeah. Even if it was just one of those little little carts on a wheel or something, <laughs> I, I'd, I'd, I'd happily, you know, it, it has to be ice cream. It, it's just, and then I'd have, I'd make sure I've got a coffee a coffee stand nearby, you know, proper, you know, barista with my um with my lattes. I can't do espressos. That they, they, they're just too strong for me so uh, i'd have my latte there as well and um I, i'd enjoy that I mean, yeah coffee all day long all night long but taramina has a history and i'm not going to share that history i want people to look it up and uh it's a very 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 mind-blowing eye-opening wow history oh when i looked it up it made me just go exactly like you holy shit yeah. uh so i i there's a nice little teaser well done you well done you uh and i love this idea of you as a as a, an ice cream salesman i'll uh, probably eat it all but hey hi yeah 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 <laughs> lo- locating yourself close enough that you'd have yeah. your coffee hit on a regular yeah. basis good lad well done <laughs> uh i'm going to be uh like a uh, big brendan gleason in in the uh What's the movie that I just reviewed lately? Banshees of Inisherin. There you go, the Banshees. Thank you very much. I just had a <laughs> blank. Um, I'm going to be out there, literally on the edge of the world, uh, not playing music, but talking into a microphone, going, "All right, lads, until I keel over." That's my beautiful dream: talking to people, having a community, uh, but getting the joy of looking at that bleak but gorgeous landscape you finished the show lisa marie where do you want to retire to and what are you going to do there not don't don't tell me i'm just going to kick back tell me <laughs> what you're going to do because you're you like me and like brangy you're not going to be happy doing nothing like all three of us the one thing i know about us the one thing i know about branchy from talking to him is he's not a lad who likes to sit around on his arse and do nout and i know from you that your job is very demanding and whereas i find my job comparatively easy i seem to have created several other jobs to do at the same time so <laughs> neither none of us here none of the three of us are good with downtime it appears so where are you retiring to and what are you doing once you retire and first of all i think you're absolutely right about downtime and everything you know i've my father retired from one job in well 2002 and immediately and you know while he was of an appropriate age for retirement he wasn't ready to be retired and and went on you know to continue to work maybe not quite full-time for probably another 10 years and then has continued to keep busy with, you know, the local soccer association and, and everything. And I think it's because, you know, how at the age of 84, the man is in still, you know, relatively good health and spirits and everything else for his age. So I, I am in complete agreement that, you know, retirement just means, 
you don't have to get up and go to work every day kind of right thing. That, that's <laughs> That's it right there. You've nailed it. That's it. You don't have to. If you decide on a Tuesday, you don't want you. Oh, fuck it. I can't be arsed. You've got exactly. that. There you go. Right. It's beautiful. Absolutely. And I mean, this this may sound like I am, I don't know, trying to uh, get into your good graces there, Trev. But Ireland, Ireland is the place for me. I adore your country and I feel at home there like any place you know other than my actual hometown here but it's it's there's something about Ireland that just speaks to my soul see, and I just see, see, I love the right. culture let, let, let me let me interrupt you I, I think you've made a really important point that people don't quite get because I take a ferry or get a plane and go to Liverpool, and I go, oh fucking hell, this is I'm, like I'm home here. I, 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 it, it's, it's mad in a way that I've never felt anywhere else, anywhere else in the world. Like I'm, you know, I'm not as well travelled as most, but I have been to quite a few places. But I just get this overwhelming feeling of like uh, relaxation. I, I identify with the place. It's like I just feel like I'm in the same vibe as everybody else. And I, for the record, fully get what you're saying. And it doesn't come across at all like, you know, uh, Ireland, whatever. <laughs> I've been there for a couple of holidays. It comes across like honestly earnest, like this is a place that like, like uh, it's, it's cheesy, but like you feel like a, a soul. Yes. Compact. I mean, does that make sense? I just. There's, I mean, you know, and I don't have any major Irish heritage, you know. Um, right. You know, it's, I, it's, I married it's, in. Um, yeah, you married in, right? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I mean, there is, there is some on my mother's side of the family, but, but you know, it's not like I have an Irish grandmother, or, you know, or something along those lines. But there's just something, you know, as I walk through the different sites and places there. It just, you know, what is that line from that old hymn? All, all is well in my soul. You know, there's yeah, just, there's yeah, just, yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know necessarily what part of the country. I mean, I, yet, <laughs> but, um, and, and I mean, Mr. H and I have, you know, I mean, we, we're kind of half joking, but if we could figure a way to pull it off, I mean, we would, once we retire, you know, maybe spend a portion of our year, you know, over in Ireland. So, um, it, you know, I am I say that with absolute sincerity. Now, what I would do there, you know, I think you would have to do something with the baking and the cooking. The baking and the cooking. I'm loving this. OK, because I love, you know, I mean, that's that's something that I just I enjoy doing. I, you know, I and I and <laughs> this is probably a little self-serving, but I <laughs> I enjoy seeing people loving, you know, the efforts of, you know, of the things that I make, too. I mean, that's of kind course. of self-serving, yeah. I suppose. But <laughs> no, Lisa Marie, that's the point. <laughs> That's the point right there. Why else? Like, what are you doing it for? Like the greater good of the universe? Fuck off. You're doing it for the <laughs> gratitude or the, uh, the the response that you get. Of course, anything creative that anybody does 
if people if people think that creativity is coming as a result of like some spontaneous thing that i just wanted to be creative fuck off everybody wants to pay off of the response it's it 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 doesn't speak in any way badly of you at all to say it's lovely to see people liking what i do that's that's yeah. fair. That's fair. So enough. yeah. So I think there would have to be, you know, I mean, maybe not my own place, but but maybe some little local cafe or whatever that I make pies and cakes and stuff. Yes. You know, yes. just something like that. And again, you know, if if I'm gonna be like, yeah, you know, I'm 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 just gonna, you know, I mean, a couple days a week sort of thing. I don't know. I mean, you know, we're we're all speculating and and just enjoying here. But yeah, I mean, I I think that's I think that's what it would be. I have a I have a, a future suggestion for the three of us where you get into your um let's just say for random sake, you're like my neighbor in the west of Ireland. Some, there you go. Some <laughs> island or something, right? You're you you have got the, the <laughs> Hanahan, board with that. <laughs> the Hanahan Bakery and you're uh you're you're trunning out, as we say locally, uh pastries to beat the band. And because it's uh, 2020, what would we say? Seven? Yeah, let's say seven. Sure, uh, why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? They're, you know, we've got drone technology and we're we're pissing uh, wonderful creations across to Branchy there in his ice cream salon. And he's saying, oh, I only sell ice cream except for Lisa Marie's pastries. Uh, <laughs> and uh, they arrive via drone. And, uh, there you go. Everything's wonderful. Like this. You see, I, I, every so often I have to present to myself a reality that's the opposite of the clearly, clearly obvious hellscape that lies before us. And I prefer to think about this one. So I'm going like to it. think about this one. And meanwhile, I'll be podcasting away on an <laughs> island or something. Uh, I'll come, you know, if we're neighbors, Trev, I can come over and join you. You know, hey, it'll hey, all work out. Right. Hey, even if we're not, I can drone you some spots. That's true. Absolutely. Don't worry about it. I, I, I'll drone, I'll drone Branchy some spots. I don't know if he likes spots or not, but he can have them. <laughs> right. We've gone long and it's been a really good chat. I've really enjoyed it. Um, and I didn't think it would be as sort of uh, free flowing as it was because I hadn't done the prep as I usually do. So for that, and the reason for that is because of the professionalism and expertise of my two guests. I've used that word again. Camp Range and Lisa Marie Hallahan. Uh, I've been Trev Downey. This was the Anfield Index podcast episode something or other. And we'll be back with you very, very soon. We hope you enjoyed listening to this Anfield Index show. Please be sure to subscribe to our channel so future podcasts find their way to your device automatically. There's nothing quite like fan engagement, and we'd love to know what you think of anything discussed on this show. The best way to get in touch is over on our free Discord community, where both podcasters and listeners debate the hottest LFC topics 24-7. Sign up free now at anfieldindex.com forward slash discord. You won't regret it. You can also follow us on Twitter at Anfield Index and find us on Facebook by searching for Anfield Index. Oh, and before you go, we'd love it if you could leave us a five-star review on your favourite podcast app. It only takes a couple of seconds and it means the world to the people who create these free shows. Sports
Social Podcast Network.